All right. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of the Two-Way Street of Growth, where we talk about personal and professional development and how they work together. I am your host, Maura Fudge, and I am here with Molly Wilson, and we are going to talk a little bit about professional and personal growth today, work-life balance, and relaxing and how to do it well. But before we get into all of that, I will tell you a little bit about me. I am a sophomore at the Scripps College of Communications here at Ohio University. I am a communication studies major with some focuses in business, which gives me a little bit of insight when we're talking here about professional growth and development and how I have really fostered those professional relationships and that development as a student here at the College of Communications. I'm going to pass it over to Molly and she can tell you a little bit more about herself. Uh, yeah, hi everyone. My name is Molly Mora. Thanks for having me today. Um, I am a senior here at the Scripps College of Communications. I'm a journalism student, so a little bit different than what Mora studies. Um, but in the past year, I've also uh, expanded my studies to focus more on business and sales. Last summer, I had a um, sales internship, which uh, was very different than what I did last summer or the summer before that, which was a newsroom internship. So I've definitely seen both sides of um, work-life balance and how it can be really beneficial or kind of detrimental. So we are going to go ahead and get started. So Molly, let's talk a little bit about our opinions of personal and professional growth, and I'll kick us off. Um, I personally feel that like personal and professional development and growth, go it works so far in tangent because like once you grow personally like your professional aspect just like skyrockets and I feel like mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be that like double standard of I have to do this to grow personally and this to grow professionally at the same time which I feel like is a detriment to a lot of students when they have to feel like they're working overtime yeah yeah I think that's true and I think that's something that we've really seen like post pandemic even um like prioritizing yourself goes a long way to make you a better person holistically and definitely a better professional and even in college a better um, student because you're not so much focused on just one thing at a time, but you're more or less looking at yourself as like a holistic person. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like it, it has helped people foster those relationships with professors who actually have shown they care and want to help people grow more professionally or personally or just kind of taking that next step forward of how you can be better. Like you said, post-pandemic, we've seen a lot of the self-care trends. And yeah. how 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 do you feel that that has, like, actually affected people outside of, you know, the, the trending workout routines or things that kind of fell off, yeah. but those long-term effects? Yeah, I think that the, the whole sphere of mental health right now is, like, a big topic, and I don't want to go too much into that. But I do think that post-pandemic, we've seen a lot of – the impact of work-life balance and also professional and personal growth because we were all stuck in our homes. So there had to be, like, there was no difference between where you could grow personally and professionally because it was all together. Um, but right now I think we've just seen, like, the positive impacts as we've gotten, especially, like, back here at OU, back into the classroom with my internship. It was fully in person, which it hadn't, I hadn't had experiences like that in the past. So those were areas where I was able to really see the effects of prioritizing myself for the past few years like impact me in a professional setting yeah I agree and I feel like when I look back at who I was before the pandemic and before we were you know alone for a long time or not like you said in person I'm so much more like emotionally intelligent now mm -hmm. and like understanding I feel like like with the pandemic it really opened our eyes that like people go through things right and and it really pushes you to be the better person of like you don't know what's going on and I feel like 
like I was talking about emotional intelligence today in class and how like once you kind of get a, a hold on that self-motivation, self-awareness, self-regulation, like your potential to be a better person, not just professionally, but in general skyrockets. And and I think that, that that's a big thing is like you had to sit with yourself for a long yeah. time when people never sat with themselves. And that really had to kind of force a lot of people to gain that intelligence emotionally. Yeah, I think that I like that what you said about sitting with yourself because I think that's definitely true. You have to really understand not every aspect about yourself because who knows if we actually get there in our lives. Right. That's another conversation. <laughs> but um, you have to understand a lot about how you're going to operate in certain situations and that just goes back to emotional intelligence and being able to know what your motivation is in certain situations and where you're going to draw the line in other situations about what you're willing to be doing even in a professional sense but also personally no I couldn't agree more but I also like I feel like on the flip side of like all of this too is I've seen how it's negatively affected people and like some people who didn't you know avoided really sitting with themselves whether it was because of um family challenges at the time or mental health or whatever it was like like we said personal professional development kind of kind of works in tangent so that works for people opposite too like I know a lot of people who didn't get motivation from it and are now struggling um, post-college, in college to find an internship, things like that, because they didn't they didn't learn to grow. And obviously the world's much different now. And, and if you didn't learn to grow with that, I think that that's affected a lot of people too. Yeah, I think one thing that can be said with like the dichotomy of personal and professional growth is that um, – I think that personal growth is the foundation of it all. Absolutely. And when you're not prioritizing your needs, you're not going to be able to be a positive person in the workspace. And I will go to say that there is a line where you kind of have to draw it with yourself where you might not be motivated in a professional setting and you are just going to have to like kind of suck it up and do certain things. Yeah, for sure. Um, which makes it like the name of the podcast, like a two-way street. Like yeah. personal might be the foundation, but there is like this working balance. It goes both ways. Both ways of, yeah. you know, personally, I need to be a good, per- not a good person, but I need to be comfortable within myself and not just comfortable, but like understanding how you're going to operate in certain situations to be able to make it in a business world. But you also... There are going to be times when you do just have to kind of deal with it, deal with that. Yeah. Well, and I and I think that um, in retrospect, some people honestly might have pushed themselves too far. Right. Like they see all these people going on walks or working out or um, learning more after this. And, and they feel that they need to fit that stigma and they've almost motivated themselves uh, for all the wrong reasons. Right. Like motivating yeah. yourselves to be someone else is not it's not going to get you far it might get you somewhere in short term but long term you're going to have that missing piece of actual personal growth and that finding your own identity in a sense yeah for sure I think that it it, it very much can be positive and it can be negative and I I hate to say this but I sometimes think that in this like post-pandemic world sometimes we're using those walks and I need a mental health break as an excuse to get out of certain things and I'm a driver right like we learn about that in classes right like your different leadership styles or just who you are as a person I'm the type of person that's hard work and gritty like going in and getting the job done um so for me like sometimes it might be beneficial to like go take a walk but I don't and that's kind of the balance that we're gonna get into a little bit later is when's that realistic or when is it a positive thing to do or when do you just kind of need to get the work done and 
put your head down. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think I think some of the things, which is why we're here talking today, is to hopefully help, even if it is just one person, understand what can actually help you personally grow and how it's going to be different from other people. So with that, we can go ahead and talk a little bit, like you just mentioned, work-life balance and whether or not it's realistic. So I feel like this is like, it used to be such a hot take, but now it's like a lot of young professionals and like some people in our generation are kind of just like crushing this old like status quo of work-life balance and that it's not really realistic. Like Mm. that's not to say work's going to be your life all the time and life is going to be everything all the time. But what, what I think the big thing that people are kind of crushing this stigma with is that it's just all about prioritizing, right? Mm -hmm. So, so it's not always going to be get to work nine to five and you get to go home to your friends or your significant other or your dogs or your bed that you love and just chill because that's not realistic, right? When, like you said, we're both drivers. So it's like, if I have to stay at work and get a job done, I'm going to, but that doesn't mean that later on in the week, I prioritize things early and now I can go home earlier on Friday, right? So I feel like a lot of it is just that priority of like what is most important to you at that day and what's going to help you more in the long run. Yeah, I agree. I think that the the biggest thing and maybe a tip almost is I like to look at my week like on Sunday, you know what I mean? Oh, and same. see what do I need to get done each day? And like even in my internship, like you're saying, like what days do I, if I know I have something going on like Thursday evening or I have a doctor's appointment or something, where can I make up my deficit? Especially in a sales world, which I both know that we're interested in. Like when your living is basically determined off of numbers you're able to hit, you need to be able to account for different things. And I think that goes hand in hand with prioritization is figuring out what works for you whether it's looking at your day in a glance looking at your week in a glance figuring out where you're going to be able to make up deficits but I do think it's important when we talk about work-life balance that it's not this thing that's going to happen yeah all the time of every single day like when you're at work from your nine to five that's your work time Mm -hmm. like and at least that's how I look at it like that's maybe when I see my personal life like suffer a little bit because I'm not on my phone all the time I'm not able to check in all the time with people who I love things like that whereas like I leave my laptop at the office or I did this past internship so like for me once I left the office at five o'clock work wasn't even a consideration because I didn't have my laptop till 8 a.m the next morning so I think that those are different levels and I was able to do that because I was an intern right Right. so there wasn't much for me to be doing in the off times maybe I wouldn't leave my laptop if I was in like the c-suite but you know different ways that you can look at prioritization and where your work-life balance is going to come in because it's definitely not this holistic thing that happens together all the time every single time of the day. Yeah. And I, and I, so to me, like a big part of someone's career or in my opinion, obviously we don't have our careers yet. Right. But I've, I've heard and seen like a lot of people are like ready to prioritize the first one or two years out of college, like grind, like get, get extra numbers, save your money, like make, make a name for yourself, especially in sales or in um, like journalism or things Mm -hmm. that are, it's like, you're not the only one, right? You're not the only good person. There's a high demand for jobs like that. And I feel like like a lot of people want to make a name for themselves or want to work extra shifts to get savings. And I think a lot of people find the opportunity that after they do that, they're stuck in the grind. And then they just continue to do that year after year after year. Yeah. And that's when some people lo- lose those like priorities, right? And that's where that kind of work-life balance part to me is not realistic because at the end of the day, your priority for that year might be money, but it might not be the next year. So Yeah, I think that the the culture right now is definitely get out and grind. At least that's 
my perception of it yeah, in the different organizations and clubs and even my major versus my minors and stuff yeah. that I'm involved in. Um, but one thing I think I, is important to mention with that is it just leads to burnout. And that's when work-life balance is extremely important. And I also think that's when it goes back to personal and professional yeah. growth and making time for yourself and outlining goals we talk about smart goals all the time like realistic measurable goals that you're able to hit with a target um that will keep you engaged in your job I think that that goes hand in hand with work-life balance um making sure that you're setting yourself up for success even when you move out of these establishment phases in your job and you're working more towards what in my sales class we're talking about now like your maintenance phase of like I've been at this job for a little bit um and we talk a lot in my journalism classes about burnout because it's one of like the biggest thing that young journalists face and even in sales even in the business world it's 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 everywhere burnout especially I think now because we're all focused so much on getting out and grinding well and I think too like so for me I grew up with like a shiny vision of sales like I feel like most people grow up and think of sales like negatively like they think of like the negative connotation of like a car salesman or something but like when I grew up my mom so she sells firefighting gear right or she did and like that's such a an important sale like you could literally say it's a life or death sale so to her like her work-life balance or prioritizing was easy because she loved her job she loved the people because everyone in that industry right is putting their life on the line so then you get to sell something to them that helps them go home every night and so to me sales when I was younger was always like this really cool like exciting thing to where you got to travel and see cool things and meet cool people but realistically like when you graduate college not necessarily specific to sales but just any job is not always that like shiny and cool and engaging like you said like maintenance is huge because you might not always find yourself on a job that you love obviously that's the goal right but I mean in this this day there's so many people that are out there grinding too you might be you know the top of your class but you're not always the top everywhere or you might not fit a job so I feel like finding something you love is ideal but it's not always the first option or the 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 overwhelming option yeah, I think that's important. And to add to that, I so I'm, I'm a journalism student, came in journalism, news and information. Yeah. I wanted to be like a boots and leather news reporter, like mm-hmm. on the ground reporting about like hurricanes and crime and all the nine. All the good stuff. Yeah, all the juicy <laughs> topics. But as I went through and um, we took, I took a journalism and trauma class. And to be honest, that kind of made me step outside of wanting yeah. to be a journalist because I saw so much of the negative impacts that some of the stuff that things cover impact people's personal life. So I think it goes hand in hand with this conversation. But that's why I took a step back and was like, what else do I think I could do with my skill set? And that's when I looked at sales. So I have a very different viewpoint of sales because I didn't grow up around it and I didn't view it as this like shiny thing. For me, the shiny thing was informing people on things that are happening in the world via the news. Um, And I think it's relevant to this conversation just because in both careers and every career you have, you're going to get to a point where you're going to feel burnt out. And that is why prioritization of when it's best to be working and when it's best to shut it off is extremely important because in a journalism world if you're going home with all the baggage that you're talking about every single day that burnout is going to come way quicker Quicker, than maybe in a business sense no absolutely and like you said just the the priority of 
And even like the priority, I feel like people don't think of this, but like prioritize where you spend your energy. Like, honestly, I feel like a lot of people get caught up, um, like, at work over something that makes them upset or bothered. Because even if you love your job, there's going to be a coworker at some point or a boss or a project or a customer. And it's going to just feel so frustrating. But, I mean, tying back into a little bit of, like, the personal growth, like, that's where your emotional intelligence comes into play. Like, if you can understand kind of how to focus that and, like, take it away from that and protect your energy, as cliche as it sounds – to me, that's going to just, like, take take your professional relationships and your personal life and run with it. And it's going to, like, it, it will make it so much better for people. Yeah, I think that energy is, like, the foundation of work-life balance. And oh, when yeah. you're going to be able to grow in different aspects and, like, again, that, that, that two-way street of it. Because um, if you're giving your energy to something that is not positively impacting you, it is just totally going to impact your ability to function yeah. as a professional. And like an example of that, so not to kind of beat down on the journalism horse, but I was news editor of the Post for two years, right? Yeah. And I got so burnt out during my spring semester of my second year doing this. And that was like the hardest time because I had to focus so much of my energy, like almost 15 hours a week onto this. But I hated doing it. Right. And <laughs> so it's the exhausting. work that I was producing and the type of leader that I was was nobody that you wanted to be around. Right. And it was not good work. I was shutting the door and like not realistically, but metaphorically, like yeah. shutting the door in my writers faces as to like where I was willing to help them. And that's just not a situation that you want no. anybody to be in. So I do think that it's it's really important to focus your energy on certain things and know when you are just going to kind of have to suck it up. And that was an example where I probably could have done a better job at setting different goals for myself and realizing that I have one semester left of this. After this, I'm done. Like, give it your best. Um, and that was probably low emotional intelligence from me because I wasn't able to, in hindsight, it's probably strengthened my emotional intelligence. But in the moment, I was just like, in such a negative headspace every single day because I hated what my work was. Well, I feel like that draws us into a good point. So I read this article, and it was on Harvard Business Review. Um, Work-life balance is a cycle, not an achievement. And it was really interesting to me because it it had the same view, right? Work-life balance is not really, like, we keep saying it, but I think our point kind of was, like, it's not really a thing. Like, work-life balance doesn't happen. Priorities happen, and, like, you learn to prioritize so the steps they have, and I'll go back through them, is first, pause and denormalize. Two, pay attention to your emotions. Three, reprioritize. Four, consider alternatives. And five, implement changes. So going back to one, pause and denormalize. They're essentially telling you, like, stop and ask questions. Like, like don't make it part of your everyday pattern, right? So, like, if something is making you exhausted, like you said, like, you were just used to it, right? So, mm-hmm. like, sit down and ask yourself questions of, like, what's going on? Like, what am I doing today? Like, literally, like, reprogramming your brain to, like, not do muscle memory at your job. And, yeah. like, to think actually, like, what am I doing today? How am I doing it? Like, I log on to my computer. I answer emails. And, like, really just sit back and reflect for a second about what you're doing every single day. And I think, like, part of that, too, is they're kind of looking for the focus of, like, what can I cut out that makes my day worse? That... Um, yeah. I can do at a different time or really isn't necessary and I don't need to be doing it. Yeah, I do think part of that goes back to what you were saying too about loving your job. Um, yeah. And everyone, and this might not be exactly what they were speaking of, but it just reminds me of it because everyone has a different view of like what they view as a dream job. 
like what oh, my friends want to do is like not something that I would be beneficial yeah. and would not be a good employee because I just wouldn't like it and like mm-hmm. I said I would get bogged down and just burnt out and would not be responsive to anything but um I think it is important to find a role for you when it isn't when it's too how do I say this I loved my job every single day this internship because not the same every single day was different yeah so that was kind of done for me is kind of how I'm saying it like that step was like pause and think about what I'm doing what can I cut out but for me it was like every single day was different so Which it just brought that before. energy yeah and then I moved into like the second phase of okay, now how am I actually feeling about the specific job that I'm doing today or something? No, I agree. And I think, like you said, like dream employer, like obviously some people aren't that lucky to A, do what they love or B, have like an employer who values like their employees as much as they value their clients, right? But that brings us to our next point of like paying attention to your emotions. How do you feel about what you're doing at work? How do you feel about the way you do it? Like to me, and we'll get into this a little bit next, but like to me, I, if, if I can obviously dependent on like how important something is or when it needs to be done, I always save what I love to do the most for last. Because to me, once I get to the end of the day and I'm tired and I don't want to do anything else, I want to save um, what I love the most to do last. And that kind of fuels me to the end. I agree. I think that's why I loved my internship so much this summer is that the way that everyone did their business and the way that everyone recruited every single day was different. Like everyone had their own process in the morning. Everyone prioritized their days in completely different ways to what worked for them. And that's so important. And I think that that for me it is right for me to be successful in a job with ADD and just feeling like I was burnt out throughout basically my entire college experience. It was so refreshing to go into an environment where I was able to have a different day every single day. And my day does not look like the guy next to me doing the exact same job. We prioritize things in very different ways. We're able to reach out differently um, to what keeps us energized and enthused. And that's not going to work for everyone too. Like that might be really overwhelming for somebody else. So I think that goes back to like being aware of where you want to be in life and what you want to be doing. And I know For that's sure. a broader scope than what we're really talking about, but that work-life balance can come from a company too. Oh, I agree. And I think if you find the right employer, they will absolutely value you. Like if if they can in that field, like like kind of scheduling your day how it needs to be scheduled for you. Yeah. Um, but next to reprioritize. So kind of like we said, for us, like having a different day every day or putting – the things that I like the most, whether it's the most difficult or the easiest at the end of the day for me, like that's how I prioritize while I'm at work or I'm at school. Um, but that also can mean like, like Molly said, like she would leave her laptop at work. So then when she, cause she was able to, so that was how she prioritized. Right. So, yeah, I think reprioritize, like understanding your, I think these two steps are really important, right? Understanding how you're feeling about things and then how you're going to adjust based on that. Um, so that you're more successful in the long run. Like this cycle that we're talking about is critical. And I do think that the reprioritization step is key to make you a successful person and just know that you're allowed to do that and you're allowed to like change things in your life and in your work and in your academics. I agree. And I think it's crazy like how much people's priorities differ like, you're going to see someone in a C-suite level, right? And they're probably waking up at 4 or 5 a.m., mm-hmm. getting their stuff done, 
going into work, getting more stuff done, going home, spending some time with their families, going to bed early so they can repeat it. And, you know, that might not, that's probably not necessary in a lot of physicians. So you might only see those in higher, but then you're also probably going to see C-level execs that are like, all right, like, I'll see you guys later. Like, I'm going on vacation for a week. My phone's off. And I think, like, I think obviously like the whole point we've been talking is whatever helps you grow personally and professionally it's not wrong like it's just like if you're telling someone you feel something it's valid because it's what you feel like if it's your priority that's valid but I also think like a lot of it is you can't let your priorities affect other people like if someone needs something done it might suck but you have to prioritize it right but also just because someone else prioritizes waking up at 4 a.m and working out doesn't mean you have to feel like, crap about yourself if you don't. And I think that goes back to priorities, right? For those two different um, hypothetical individuals, a week-long vacation is a priority for them, and that might be how they need to recharge. Whereas the same kind of routine every single day allows the other person to recharge, and they might not need that, like, week-long break. So I do think it's really important to recognize that, especially in today's day and age, like, going back to what we were talking about post-pandemic, like, understanding that every single person's different and sometimes companies are going to be able to cater to you, but we also need to be realistic in the sense that sometimes oh, yeah. they're not. And coming up with a way to prioritize your day, your week, your month is going to help you be successful regardless of who you're working for, even in your school life, right? Some professors aren't going to be as tolerable to certain yeah. things. Well, and I think that takes us like really well into the next step of consider alternatives because like, to me, if I am prioritizing something, that is um, going to affect someone else in some way, like me not being in a professor's class or whatever it might be, like I want to get something out of it. Like I don't want to prioritize sitting in a chair and doing nothing if I'm not going to get anything out of it. If I need to go relax for 20 minutes and I'm going to recharge, great, and I get something out of that. But I feel like to look at like alternatives, like if I just need to do nothing – Sometimes there is an alternative, right? I can do something I enjoy for a little bit and charge back up. Or just looking at those alternates. Or maybe you look at what someone else does and you think it never worked for you and then you realize it does. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things in school and a professional sense, even if it's internships, even if it's going back home to your serving job. Like, how are other people doing their work? How are other people structuring their days? Are your best friends waking up at six and studying for a long period of time? Because that's what works best for them. I think considering different perspectives and being able to implement them and letting yourself have trial periods is really important to being successful um, when it comes to work-life balance. And I know we're saying it's not the idea of it's not super realistic. Like it's right. not going to happen as this holistic thing. Um, it's a cycle, exactly what we're talking about right now, going through these different steps. It's, it's a phase and it's a cycle that we're constantly working through. Um, but holistically looking, if something's not working for you and you're getting bogged down and you're getting burnout, look at other options. Look at other ways to do yeah. things. I think it's key. Well, I couldn't agree more. And I feel like it just, it goes for everything. Like I'm in almost all online <clears throat> classes this semester mm-hmm. and it works for me, but I think it works for me because I've been comfortable with that since junior year of high school with COVID. Like right. I get my work done so early because I mean, I grind, I'm not doing less work per se. Like I spend all my Monday and Tuesday getting all my work done yeah. from 7 a.m. when I wake up to 4 p.m. before I have meetings but then the rest of the week I have free, but then I also find myself the rest of the week doing nothing because I'm like, oh, I did so much work. Like, now I can chill. Yeah, I think that as I – and we're – I like this kind of topic that you brought up because we're in different places of college, right? Yeah. I'm a senior, you're a sophomore. And um, 
for me, I would hate all online classes first yeah. off. I like going in the classroom. I have ADD, like same with my job. Like I need every day to be different. I need to have a professor engaging me being like, Molly, wake right. up. Like you're not engaged right now. Um, but secondary to that, right now my priorities are so different than they were when I was younger. Because for me, I was that grinder. I was like, I got to get everything done. Yeah. But right now I'm at a place where I have a full-time job locked up. I have a 4.0. I am also in my senior year of college and my classes are really awesome and I love them and I get all my work done, I promise you. But <laughs> I'm not so much right now focused on getting everything done early like I was right. when I was younger, but it's more like, just get it okay, done. if my friends are asking me to like go out on a Wednesday night or like have a movie night or yeah. like go to Hawking House for a weekend, do like it. regardless of what's happening, I'm going to do it because my job isn't like my job's waiting for me with my GPA. Like I'm able to yeah. like kind of have a couple mistakes and I know I'm not going to make them because I am way too much of a perfectionist yeah. for that. And I still got all my work done, but my priorities are so different right now than other people's are in college. Yeah. Cause for me, it's more about like having those memories with people who I'm genuinely not going to be with any longer. So, and I feel like too, for me is like, I like, I get where you're coming from. Cause to me, like when I grind, right? Like I grind for those two days and then I have the rest of the week to like mm -hmm. do whatever. But I yeah. also like, it kind of stinks for me because all my friends are in cluster. So they're like every morning they're out. So it's like, there's nothing anyone does at night, but I like to grind because then come the weekend, like I'm not stressed yeah. about it Sunday, but also there's times where it's like, okay, I just need to prioritize like, chilling 100%. this week and then sun if sunday sucks sunday sucks that's on me and i'll figure it out because that's what i chose to prioritize that week yeah my dad always would tell me like i would when i was younger i would complain to him about having to like maybe pull an all-nighter or work a lot yeah. longer on a project than i really wanted to and he'd be like molly that's college and i'm kind of embracing that a little bit more yeah. now like last night i stayed up i had to wake up this morning for an exam at 6 a.m but last night i stayed up till like one grinding on homework because i'd prioritize other things in my week and that's not to say did great on the exam, got all my work done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm the type of person who's going to get it done, and I'm not going to bullshit it. I'm going to get it done yeah. really well and get an A. Um, but I will say that I just think it's an interesting perspective to kind of look back now and see how my priorities and how my cycle of this work-life balance has really shifted yeah. as I've grown through college. And, like, off topic, but that's so fun about college. Like, you can literally stay up and wake up, and, like, there's really no consequence. Like, that's what? what it is. Like, that's like what we're here to do, right? Yeah. I like, think it's okay. fun. I mean, I slept. I, I was so tired today. Yeah. I had to wake up for this exam and study in the morning. And I didn't do anything last night besides prioritize the fact that I wanted to watch Gilmore Girls. I was like, but you know sometimes what? you need that. I needed that to be, like, sometimes not necessarily successful, it. like, but just so I could be fresh. No, One I thing that's that. really key for me, and this is slightly off topic, but I do think it works into this, is the prioritization piece and how everyone's different. Um, I am not a nighttime studier. Like, after yeah, it hits either. 10 o'clock, like, I know I'm not going to be productive. Out. No, I'm checked I out. can read a flashcard 10 times. I'm not comprehending the material. Yeah. So I really like the idea that I, I mean, I wake up relatively early, but, like, yesterday I woke up at 6, or today I woke up at 6, rather, because I wanted, like, a two-hour period, two period to, to study, study. Yeah. whereas that would be so unproductive for other people. No, that's So funny. I do think that work-life balance is a cycle, and doesn't look the same for every single person it doesn't and that's a huge thing I do think that came out of the pandemic and how we're growing personally and professionally in different ways as I think it may be used to and we are young so looking at it is like kind of maybe skewed because right. we weren't like professionals in 2010 but looking back I feel like it was maybe more of this line that everyone was supposed to follow and now I think we're all realizing that we're on different paths and we need to consider these different 
ways of doing things and know that it's not the same for everyone. But again, there is a line to be drawn yeah. in companies and well, in and academics. Like you have to get your work done if you're not going to. For sure. You can't just be like, oh, when I was watching Gilmore Girls, I no, forgot oh, my well, exam. Like, yeah. no, girl, you got to get it done. And you got to get it done well. Yeah. And I think that's kind of cool about our generation, though, is like we're kind of like maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. I think some people in different generations don't like it and some people in our generation don't like it. But I feel like we're working to live. Yeah. We're not living to work. And I feel like that's a big difference. And, like, I know for me, like, I want a job and I want to make good money and I want to support myself and whatever, like, I have in the future. But I also know that I want to travel the world. And whether that means I get a job that lets me do that or I prioritize getting my stuff done and then making sure that my job will let me do that outside of, you know, like a professional travel trip. But Yeah, one thing I do want to say that I think goes hand in hand with like personal professional growth from earlier but then also this idea of having a balance between um your home life and your professional life is that I think what's key is that it's also this cycle isn't going to be stagnant for your whole life yeah like you need to understand what your position is in the like sphere that you are in right now it's so like dynamic. what I was saying like my internship this summer I knew because I was a summer intern leaving my laptop at work was not going to hinder my no. performance my overall ability to get a job offer my numbers in and any look way at you you got a job <laughs> offer you know what I mean because that's that was my role yeah. like I was doing what I needed to do in the office they didn't expect me to do anything from home um again going back to like being a senior versus a sophomore like understanding my position and what my priorities are, are really really key I think and yeah it looks different for everyone because we're all in different phases of life for sure all right we got a little off track with alternatives but the last step of the cycle that we keep talking about is implementing the changes so mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like this step is kind of like a like and or like if you see those alternatives like make changes but also even if there's not an alternative that's better like you said like it can't stay static like if no. you keep your cycle static it is no longer a cycle and my like that's my opinion because I agree. then because then you go of the same old same old and coming home isn't fun anymore or you know like going out after work isn't, isn't fun anymore or staying at work late isn't fun anymore so I feel like it, it can't be static it has to be this dynamic cycle of like implement those changes and like after making your priorities to me, it's like, look at how you can make your lower priorities higher. Like, challenge yourself. Make yourself uncomfortable. Like, how can I make something I don't like or that I don't care that much about something that I maybe don't look forward to do, but, like, find growth in? I will. And I think that this last step of the this cycle that we're talking about goes hand in hand with what we were talking about earlier with personal and professional growth. Like, you're not going to be able to implement these different changes into your work-life balance or the lack thereof if you don't understand yourself personally and what you need and your professional needs as well I think that that is basically the foundation of everything in life but then specifically what we're talking about and how these two kind of topics work together like work-life balance whether it's realistic or not whether it's priorities or not you're not going to be able to do any of the things we've talked about considering alternatives, implementing changes, understanding your emotions, if you don't have a level of continuous desire to be a better person, be a better professional, and grow in different ways. Well, and I feel like, like, I have heard this so much recently, because I feel like when I came to college, it was like, oh, communications is like the top thing a workplace desires, right? And I I don't think that that's necessarily changed, but I think a big thing that changed is workplaces want someone who is dynamic and someone Mm -hmm. who is not going to sit 
and walk into their desk and do the same thing every single day because that makes it boring for who hired you. That makes it boring for you, which is going to make you less passionate about your work. Um, and I just, yeah, I think, I think there's always going to be top things that people want, but I think overall just making that cycle for yourself is going to help you grow so much personally and professionally. So I want to talk a little bit about relaxing. I feel like that's not a topic that people really think of, but I, I think that talking about relaxing is super important because I think a lot of people don't understand the stigma of relaxing. So like if you're trying to relax and you feel guilty about it, you're not relaxing. Like you're just like, no. you're not letting your mind rest. You're not reflecting. You're not doing whatever you need to do to relax. So then you're just kind of wasting your time. And I, and I bring this up because with your cycle, like a big balance piece of it is relaxing. Like sometimes at work you need a 10 minute break, right? Yeah. That's, that's unrealistic for your boss to be like, you're on your computer this whole time from nine to five. You don't take five minutes yourself. I don't think that's realistic. And I don't think that many people who run a, a, a good company would think that's realistic. And so I think a, an important part of it is like when you're sitting there and you take five minutes to yourself, you cannot feel guilty about it because then then you are wasting their time, right? Yeah, I, this kind of bring, reminds me of our internship because we'd have hour long lunches and um, a lot of us would hang out and go to Chipotle yeah. and do different things. And we'd like to play the game Sporkle. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like a trivia game. It's Never really fun. It. Um, Sounds fun. Anyways, we would do it at our desks though and like our laptop would be open yeah. and like I was in recruiting so if a potential job seeker was like hitting me back or I was getting emails mm-hmm. and stuff like I was also distracted like I basically worked through my lunches like most of the days right but not completely right like I was still eating and I was still doing things with my coworkers. but I think that's important because by the end of the day by four o'clock I was like crap I worked a lot today yeah, like and it's because no I wasn't taking that yeah that that cognizant break I think that's what comes down to like being able to relax is it has to almost be like another activity or it has to be Mm -hmm. time that you're putting into your schedule like my schedule for classes and my extracurriculars and stuff looks crazy but I also like actually schedule time to work out like I have an hour break on my schedule workout like I'm not doing anything that's a big thing for me to relax I'll sometimes even have to go in there and schedule like (laughs) a little nap or something Mm -hmm. where I know that I'm going to have time to do things. Um, Now that's a little crazy and that's definitely not something I'm going to take with me after college (laughs) because that's just how much I have going on here. Right. But I think this is so key and this is something I have learned. Um, And I feel like you can learn the hard way. Like I feel like uh, it's such a small thing too. Like I know like sometimes when I'm in my room and I'm doing schoolwork and I'm like whether I'm grinding it out or it's Sunday and I'm like, okay, I'm screwed if I don't get this done. Like I'll find myself like on my phone for a few minutes and like I get on Instagram or TikTok or whatever and then I'm like 10 minutes past by I'm like okay well I just wasted my time and I feel guilty about it so then I'm not yeah, going back refreshed can't. I'm not right like I'm not it did nothing for me if I'm sitting there feeling guilty because then my mind isn't rested I haven't got a little reboot like I'm back at the same spot I was yeah. when I got distracted I just love this topic because I think this is something that I was so bad at when I came to college and I think that same. I'm leaving college in a couple months feeling really confident about my ability to like separate different things and actually have like cognizant rest right. and cognizant work time um and a little bit of a personal story but my sophomore year of college like I had a really bad case of mono and I had oh, to go home wow. for three weeks and my doctor was telling me like Molly this is just you're so run down right. and I'm like well I haven't been sick like I haven't been doing anything right and your physical mental health can be severely impacted by your lack of like 
resting. Oh my gosh. And like yeah. setting aside time for yourself to sleep. Like and get actual good sleep. Yeah. And like you know, even during the day, setting aside time to just like have 30 minutes to like not think about anything. Um, that's something that I've always been really bad at with ADD. Like I've always talked to my dad about like different coping mechanisms and things like that. Um, but for me it was like I had never been good at like doing that separation because for me there yeah. was no shutting my brain off like with ADHD like you I was just going 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 right. that's how it worked in my mind so over the past like four years I feel like I'm leaving college as like 22 year old I finally know what it's like to, to like have actual rest yeah. and feel rested and since then I haven't been like super sick or had all these like I mean, it's like your immune system, like everything goes into this. It's crazy. I just love talking about it because you have to have cognizant rest. Like you You have have to be setting yourself aside. And I think like last night was a bad example of it. I went to bed at midnight, woke up at six. Yeah. And I felt like from five to six, I was dreaming about studying. Right. Like, like you're, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you have like a, a like a dream where you're it's kind a of little awake, too, yeah. like, but you're not, it's but like, I, that's realistic. what I mean. Like I wasn't yeah. resting. No. Like I was awake basically. Well, and then and I was just thinking about, ugh, in an yeah. hour I have to get up and study. No. I have to get up and study. Well, and that's not doing anything for myself. No. And I feel like I am super guilty of that. Like when I, I, this is such a hot take. I hate naps. I hate napping. I'm the opposite. I know you are. And I hate napping because when I wake up, I always feel so groggy so I feel like I lose my nap time and then I lose like the 30 an hour after because I'm so like I'm grumpy like that's just maybe that's a fault of mine but I just like napping is probably my least favorite thing to do to reset because that's the one thing I feel guilty for because I don't only take my nap but I take the hour after to just be like mad at whatever I need to be mad at because I feel groggy so like to me I know that that's not a relaxing mechanism for me but I do know that like sitting and reading for 20 minutes or sitting and watching Grey's Anatomy. Like, that's my guilty pleasure yeah. is Grey's Anatomy. If I sit and watch that for 20 minutes, I'm refreshed. I can start back over because I don't feel bad about that because I enjoy it and it lets my mind just, like, take a step back for a second. Yeah. I think, I'm, I'm, I mean, I am the opposite, right? I yeah. love a good nap. Today I took two. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. See? And I don't I don't want to come across like I'm a lazy person because I promise I'm not <laughs> like my GPA like everything like I am one of the hardest you get it people. done you get it but done. what I'm gonna say is that I just find a way you know what I mean yeah and that's how we're all different it's like like I have stuff to be doing like I have assignments due in a week I'm very lucky this semester that I really realistically don't have much busy work so I do have yeah, the more ability good. to know I feel like that's but in time older. I've learned especially with different health issues and things like that I have to prioritize like what my body's telling me yeah that's a big thing that goes into relaxing if your body's telling you that you're tired like take a nap take a nap yeah. 20 minutes isn't gonna but for you I can wake up out of a nap and I'm ready to right, go right we're different but for me it's like going back to kind of what my dad has said my whole life is you just got to get it done yeah like in a job in a like no quit type attitude mm-hmm. driver mentality like that's how I was raised and like if you're gonna take a nap fine but you know you're gonna have to find a way like later at night to stay up however it is like you're gonna get your work done you're gonna get your work done well that might not be the best system for everybody that probably wouldn't work for you yeah. you like to get your things done early out of the way yeah um and I definitely am not a procrastinator by any means I get so anxious when I do yeah but it's more or less like well, that's the beauty of it, though. It's yeah. like it looks so different for everyone. And I think, like, I, I love when people are talking about whether it's, like, in class or in a job or in sales or in comms or journalism. Like, a lot of people have the same ending point, but their journey is so different. And that literally goes for things like relaxing. Like, I think that's so special that humans are like that because, like, 
we might be at the same point energy level at the end of the day because you took two naps but because I sat at my desk and got stuff done and watched the show for 20 minutes so like I think that's such a special like connection of humans and like how how like this personal growth can really happen for everyone in so many different environments like you don't have to be at college to to need to relax for a little bit like maybe you're out of a job like I'm not I'm not in a job right now at college because I had a lot of other priorities going on right now and for a little bit I felt guilty but then I realized like okay have a little bit of time to relax collect yourself and then you 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 get what you need done right and so I feel like I feel like that's the beauty of it and the like what makes it so special so special is because that personal growth can thrive in any environment which I love so yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm the opposite again. I have three jobs. <laughs> right. And I'm in leadership Don't make in me two look like organizations. An right. No, but it's not. We're different people and we have different priorities and um I also have very different coursework, we're at very different right spaces of college. So I'm not making us so one. different. We're so different. I'm not but I'm not making it seem like one of us yeah. is doing less work or more work. It's just it's it all goes back to like understanding where you're at in your life 100%. and where your energy needs to be and um what your priorities need. I mean, it's all holistic, right? Where am I going to spend my time putting my energy? Where is my energy going to be most useful? After what to, like, how am I going to get to positive energy levels, I think is what we're getting at mm-hmm. right now, right? 100%. To be professionally successful, to be personally successful, to have a really good cycle of work-life balance, you need energy, right? You need the ability to figure out where your energy is going to go and where it shouldn't go. And the only way to do that is to be conscious about when you're then relaxing because you can't live and I know they like in college but like you can't live off like energy drinks and coffee no. and at some point you're gonna get coffee bogged maybe down. coffee maybe maybe for that's me. when I got bogged down still sophomore year though they're me. like girl you are not like doing anything good for your body like it's not all about this right go 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 no. and I have so much trouble segmenting that off I think some people kind of going back to what we were saying earlier about the pandemic just to kind of make a holistic thing like some people through the fand- pandemic like weren't like that right they have like this lack lack of energy lackluster thing for me I'm like go 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 and I don't focus enough on prioritizing my personal some people don't focus enough prioritizing their professional or academics or things like that no for sure and I and I think that's a good spot to end for today because that ties a little bit back into just the cycle like this cycle of work-life balance like yeah work is in the name but it can be for anything it can be school it can be life it can be family it can be whatever you need like it's all just about prioritizing and I think like I said that's just what makes it so special Mm -hmm. and that's what gives us the human connection which I think is a beautiful thing so that is all we have today for you on the two-way street of growth. Um, I really enjoyed talking a little bit about relaxing, prioritizing better. And thank you so much, Molly, for being here with me Thanks today. It was great me. having you. <laughs> and we will all talk soon. Awesome.